You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Alan Chews is a novelist whose latest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. My pleasure, Rick. Alan, did you find three books worth our time and money at uh, BEA this week? Well, I found a lot of interesting things. Um, I didn't find as many people as the last time the uh, book expo took place in New York, but apparently there were more people uh, than uh, who attended uh, L.A. last year, so... Um, I don't know what's going on. Crowds are going up and down. I guess the eastern eastern crowd didn't get to L.A. in such large numbers last year, and I suppose the western crowd didn't get to New York in as large numbers this year, but uh, a bit more than last year. So uh, it seemed as though it was easier to maneuver uh, one's way through the aisles, and uh, the lines at book signings seemed not as long as last year, but then there were, you know, a lot of movie stars who had memoirs out last year. Remember the the Alec Baldwin line uh, stretched <laughs> all the way across the, the convention floor. That's kind of mind-boggling, really. Yeah, this year it was uh, James Elroy. You know, he had a, he had a good line. Uh, Laurie Moore had a good line. Uh, Michael Malone had a good line. I I signed my new travel essays that are coming out uh, at the end of this month uh, for an hour, which I. That was pretty good. I don't know how many people that is in an hour, but a, a lovely book uh, at, uh, called "The Trance After Breakfast." Really, really very nice. I, I'm enjoying it greatly. Thanks. So uh, I wandered around, and you know, there's the usual, uh, you know, people dressed in Star Wars uh, costumes. Really, at a book convention? Oh yeah, you know, th- actually, this is uh, almost a, <laughs> a blast from the past, as they say, uh, because uh, you find a lot of these characters wandering around the floor in past years. Not so many this year. So there were some Star Wars troopers uh, looking awfully hot in their uh, uniforms and, and, and armor. And there was a uh, six-foot-four uh, Eastern European blonde model in a bikini uh, trying to get people interested in a, an electronic reader that seems to be half the price of the Kindle. Uh, you know, things like that. But it's called The Cooler. Mm. And so there she was in her bikini wandering around, uh, handing out little cards to this thing, showing people samples of the of this e-book. Uh, little things like that. But mainly, you know, it's a trade show. Uh, the publishers uh, are, are putting out their wares for the booksellers. And uh, so you trudge up and down the aisles. Uh, and I guess there are about 17,000 people there. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I think the numbers the numbers have been much larger in, in past years, but and this year a lot of the because of the the budget cuts at a number of publishing houses mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because of their you know slight drop in sales or not huge increase in sales. Depending, I I can never take that corporate get that corporate view correctly. Uh, it's bad to just to sell as much as you did last year, right? It's not good that you haven't increased your sales by 10%. Um, 
so a lot of the publishers uh, either cut back the size of their booths uh, or didn't have booths at all but met in these uh, cavernous, windowless uh, meeting rooms in the lower levels of the convention center. Um, so and where it looked like uh, speed dating, uh, <laughs> you know, book, booksellers would sit with representatives from some of these publishing companies and, and get to hear... Uh, you know, the sales reps talk about next year's line. Um, so, you know, the the marked change, I guess, was the reduction in size of the, of the Random House group. Uh, the nickname for the old Random House uh, a booth or booths was uh, Random Land, I think, you know, because it just spread out over a huge amount of territory. But uh, this time it was quite small. Uh, so um, there seemed to be a slight uh, worry or, or Paul cast over the, the event, but uh, all in all, you know, you, you get to see new books, you get to see old friends, and uh, it, it was an enjoyable time. I think that it sounds to me like the being set back east is probably a better place for it since there are more publishers there and it's the lower travel cost, so you get more people there. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, someone told me that they've decided to hold it in New York next year or perhaps for the next two years, and then it may come to back to Washington again. But I think uh, they probably won't go to L.A. again for a while. Now, um, you say talked about some of the book signings there. Did you see any, like uh, I guess, emerging trends in, in what the publishers were pushing? Uh, you know, that's I, I'm very bad on on finding trends. I, I just take <laughs> things, you know, one book at a time. Uh, you know, or what's Annie Lamott's phrase, bird by bird. Um, so I just take it book by book. Uh, you know, the 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 there are some big so-called big books coming out in the fall. Uh, El Doctorow has a new novel coming out, but he wasn't there, and they weren't giving away galleys, which I assume means he's still working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's a new Pynchon coming out in August, but of course, uh, you know, Pynchon's never anywhere. <laughs> and uh, do you think he's real? Oh, he is. I know he's. Actually, he's married to the literary agent of a friend of mine. Oh, okay. my, my friend actually spends afternoons with him when he goes to New York. Wow. Apparently, he's a great uh, he's a great uh, record buff, particularly classical records. Mm. And, and he uh, he's got this huge uh, mental file of classical recordings in his head. Um, so, but there were no pension galleys. Um, there was Laurie Moore. Uh, her book comes out this September, I guess. She was there signing. Uh, the Elroy, uh, whom I mentioned already, um, but not, you know, not anything beyond that that I could say. Oh yes, of course, uh, Elizabeth Costova, who wrote the Historian, that vampire novel. Oh right, right. Uh, has a new book out in, I guess it's after, maybe it's in January. Um, so there's a a, a five thousand foot sign advertising her book <laughs> hanging over the entrance of the of the. Uh, Javits Convention Hall, but uh, she was nowhere in sight. I don't have galleys of that yet, as far as I can tell. There's a new Philip Roth, but of course Roth wasn't there. Um, so you know, the, 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 if you're looking for literary stars, it was kind of spotty. But um, you know, the stars of the of the book expo are the publishers and the booksellers. Now, did you see a lot of uh, representation of uh, some of the more independent booksellers there? I'm thinking of you know some of the, I know some people Nightshade Books, Subterranean Press. Uh, yeah, Soft. I know the Soft Skull was soft there. Skull. Oh wow! And uh, you know, 
publishers uh, group west had, had a bunch of smaller publishers represented uh, there's a new outfit called other books which is a you know publishing trade fiction out of New York uh, they're represented and in fact the the shrinking in size of the big publishers uh, booth space uh, gave these smaller presses a little more prominence than they usually get except I have to make an exception, except for the uh, Shed Group, uh, which owns uh, what is it now? You can, I can't keep up with them. Uh, Houghton, Harker, and a couple other mm-hmm. publishers. They've swallowed up, but they, I think they should change their name to James Patterson because um, <laughs> they had a whole, you know, a wall of about you know twenty feet long with James Patterson books. Either, either the 50 books he's already published or the 50 books he's working on or the 50 books that are coming out next year. It's, you know, he's a school in himself. And, and um, Michelle Norris did an interview with him on All Things Considered last week, and, and uh, he really does lay it out. He is a, a school. He jots down plot lines and gives them to writers to flesh out, and then he goes over the final versions. Everything that you, that Michener was always accused of, but never practiced, because Michener, I know for a fact, Michener wrote all of his own books. But uh, Patterson uh, is a school, and uh, I mean, I'm, I've tried to read a Patterson novel, and I, it's not a school I want to go to. But um, <laughs> you know, he's he's a huge commodity these days, and he's keeping and, um, them afloat. I mean, it's yeah, he's keeping. That's exactly right. He's keeping them afloat, and and there are a couple of other big New York publishers who are who are basically being kept in the black by one uh, writer. Um, I noticed there's a new Stephen King uh, that Scribner's is advertising, and that'll be a big book in the, in the fall, I guess, and a new Robert Harris thriller, and that will also be big. But, the, you know, somebody like King or somebody like Patterson, and I don't really don't want to mention them in the same breath because King is so much of a better writer than Patterson. Uh, they, they keep entire publishing houses afloat. Now, was Pat Conroy there? I know he's got a new book coming out. No, he wasn't there. Apparently, uh, he was supposed to be on a panel, but uh, I guess he's a diabetic and he was having some problems. And he, you know, he's got this big uh, novel set in Charleston, which uh, I opened up and read a little bit, and it's just a little too, um, I don't know, cotton candy-ish for my taste. Now, um, you mentioned panels. What kind of panels are there? Did you attend any of these panels, or were you on them? No, I didn't attend panels. I was not on any. But, uh, you know, these are mostly publishing publishing people who are talking about the future of the book, of course, and and various aspects of uh, sales. Um, It must be be like being at a a styrofoam container convention. (laughs) Well, you know... To the Not M- a lot of future there. <laughs> to the MBAs who uh, who publish, uh, you know, do the books for these houses, uh, you know, might as well be. But uh, it, you know, it's a, it's an industry that is filled with uh, you know thousands and thousands of people who care desperately about what they produce, and, and that makes it uh, quite different from most other industries. Um, I mean, if you can imagine. Uh, one of these defense companies caring desperately about protecting the United States, I suppose, that you might find similar emotion in American business. But I don't know. I mean, the publishing industry is filled with extraordinarily smart and wonderful people who care about the culture. 
I, and I actually think that that will be their saving. And I, I think that the, the book, death of the book, is much, uh, hap- much over uh, hyped. I, I haven't. There seem to be a lot of bookstores and a lot of people interested in reading in books. So. You know, the death of the book. That's very interesting. I mean, you know, we don't. We we graduated. You know, we it, there used to be this perennial subject, the death of the novel, that's been going on for fifty years. Every year there'd be a panel <laughs> on the death of the novel. Now they, it seems to have graduated to the death of the book. Um, well, we still have novels. <laughs> we still have novels, and um, I mean, hold a Kindle up to your nose; it doesn't smell like old paper. No. Um, uh, so I mean, that's a question that I haven't certainly haven't resolved in in my mind. Do you but have a Kindle? I do not. No. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> and I like the way you say that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've I've just uh, written a textbook with a, a novelist friend of mine from a, a major New York publishing company, and uh, there's a real question as to whether uh, college students will be reading textbooks, say, within the next two to seven, eight years on electronic readers. Um, but you know the kind of textbook we did a liter you know history of uh, of literature uh, fiction poetry and drama just isn't compatible with the screen i mean ours is on glossy paper four colors and it looks like an issue of harper's magazine if you just want content you can get it on the kindle but uh, you know we we produced uh, uh, a, a a product that is appealing visually as well as intellectually. We hope, and I don't. You can't just reproduce it on Kindle. No, no. And, and, and as you mentioned, just there's the feel and the smell of a book, uh, and, and that you just can't. Electronic. Uh, it's a technology that is not as easily replaced as one might hope, given that it's 500 years old. Right. Um, so I mean, I don't know that we've reached that next step. You know, from papyri to printed books to electronic books. I don't, I don't think that's a step that uh, most of the people in the culture are going to take. First of all, the things are damned expensive. Mm. Um, you know, and I don't know, even if they bring them down to $300, um, I don't know how many people are going to spend $300 so they can have a place to store uh, the three books they read each year. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, seriously. I don't, <clears throat> you know, most American readers don't most Americans don't read that many books a year. And those people who do read a lot of books, I think, are the kind of people who are not going to want to read them electronically. That's just a guess. What do you think? I, I, well, no, I, I totally concur with that. I think that uh, the people who read books, a lot of books, actually like to, to have them and collect them. There's a, a collector's uh, market out there that I think is never going to go away and probably will it, it might shrink to a point but I think we will see something like uh, the collector's market and vinyl records they mm-hmm. haven't gone away either no. and they're actually growing yeah I, uh, I'm not thinking of something Malaman said uh, it's in his Paris Review interview he said when, when, when the interviewer asked him about the so called death of the novel he said the novel will be dead when the penis is dead <laughs> I feel the same way about the book <laughs> We've been talking with Alan Chews. His latest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. My pleasure, Rick. A lot of fun.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.